Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Adeyemo. Praise God. The first question is here, it says, what is the difference between hearing God and listening to God? Hearing God and listening to God. What is the difference between hearing God and listening to God? Well, it's a tricky question. I can see that already. You almost think hearing and listening is the same thing. Uh, praise God. Well, uh, I think I want to believe the question the person is asking is that there are sometimes people hear and don't pay attention. Uh, listening and hearing. Uh, when you say hearing God, uh, when you say listening, it's a deeper form of hearing. That is, you are really paying attention. You are 100% concentrated. To, but hearing sometimes, you can hear the decibels. You can hear the sound. But if you don't listen, it means you are not picking the meaning or the attention required to do an instruction from the voice. Praise God. So that's the difference. It's just about uh, the deeper attention you pay to the voice. Number two, it says, in hearing God's voice, what is the level that can be attained or that God expects or is it different from each other? I'll take that again. In hearing God's voice, what is the level that can be attained or that... God expects. What's the level in hearing God? Yeah, God wants you to hear him clearly and obey it. That's the level. He wants you to hear him clearly. Praise God. And how does this happen? Hearing God clearly comes simply by practice. Simply by practice. You have to constantly and continually pay attention and obey the voice when you hear it. When you hear God's voice and you don't obey it, that's where God is going to stop. He won't speak again. Praise God. So you have to obey by faith that I had God on this matter. A young man called Samuel, when he first was going to hear God, he had God. He heard somebody call him. He did not know it was God. He said he went to his to the prophet of the day, he went about the second or third time. By the third time, the prophet who knew that it was God speaking to him. And he said, when you hear that voice again, say, speak, Lord, your servant heareth. Then you are paying attention to receiving his voice into your life and then to obey. So it comes, so to, to what degree does God want you to hear him? He wants you to hear him clearly. Praise God. Praise God. Number three, how do you handle telling your spouse if you hear God concerning a matter when, that is two different scenarios this person is posting here. He said, how do you Handle telling your spouse. If you hear God concerning a matter, when the wife 
is more spiritually mature than the man. That is, when the wife is more spiritually mature than the man, or vice versa. That is, or when the ma woman, or when the man is more mature than the woman. Well, um, I want to answer the first one, that is when the wife is more matured than the husband. Now, this is where women need to use wisdom. The mere fact that your husband is coming up is not as sharp or as well tutored in the scriptures like you. Uh, you have been working with God for a long time. Your husband has just started the journey or is in process. And uh, you want to now use your spiritual advantage to now be the head of the house because your husband is not skillful yet at hearing God to the degree that you hear. I want to let you know that uh, you are inviting a wrong spirit into your house. That's a Jezebelic spirit. It's a spirit that usurps authority. You should be wise. Even if you have had God on the matter, you don't need, need to really rub it in that God said. Uh, you have to be wise. Amen? Uh, even when you know that God has said, suggest it to him. Why don't we look at it this way? Aha. Uh -huh. So it will look like a suggestion. Yeah, and the man will say, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's okay. But when you are saying that uh, God said, God said, God said to the man, eh, the man will look one day. It's me that can't hear him. Okay. So the next time you say God said, he will just say, okay. Uh, let God hold his heaven. This home, me too, I will hold it. So, uh, so please don't allow that. You've got to humble yourself, uh, put yourself in your place, and uh, don't let it become a trouble. A good wife will always go on his knees, even if it's between two matured people or two matured Christians. Even if you are hearing God on the matter, it's always better because the man is the head of the home. It's always better to humble yourself and pray it in so that your husband can pick it that it is God. Amen? And will be able to confirm that this is God. So you handle such things on your knees. Now, before some people start saying, why is it a man? Why is it a man? Woman, woman rights advocate. Okay, let me quickly balance it off. Also the man, when you have had God and your wife is saying, I didn't hear anything. Don't just bulldoze your way through. Amen? Don't bulldoze your way through. Make sure you are patient with your wife also. You discuss with your wife. You be patient with her, like the scripture says. Pray that God too will speak to her the way you have been convinced. Amen? And that makes the two become one. Don't bulldoze your way through. Always work together as a team. That makes it better. That makes you more blessed. Are you, are you blessed by that? Amen. Praise God. So that the women advocates will not, will not say, our pastor is one-sided. It's tilted one side. Amen. B, if the spouse is an unbeliever, uh oh if the spouse is an unbeliever, well, let me divide this. Okay, as a believer, you are not expected to marry an unbeliever. I'm sure you are talking about uh, 
post, I wanted to say post-COVID, it's not post-COVID. I mean, post, uh, you have made your days after marriage that one got saved and the other is still trying to find his level. Or maybe you didn't hear the message about being or not equally yoked or something like that. But if the husband is an unbeliever, for example, uh, it's, of course, you know that already, it's going to be more problematic. Even when you are led on issues, like I said earlier, most of it has to be settled on your knees. An unbeliever is more difficult to be rubbing it that God said, God said, especially when it's coming from the, the spouse, the female spouse. The man, as you know, men can be egoistic. Men like being in charge, they like being in control. And when you are touching their ego or rubbing their ego off, uh, it becomes a war in the house, unnecessary civil war. So you have to balance it with the wisdom of God, with the wisdom of God. And, uh, you know, you've got to let things uh, uh, settle it on your knees. Uh, vice versa, if the man is the spiritual one, and the woman is still unsaved or very carnal, the same way you have to, uh, even when God is leading you or God has spoken to you, which uh, on the other side is more soft in the sense that women like it when their men can hear from God. That's just the truth. But uh, if it's something against them, they may not agree with you. So even if God is leading you, so you still have to use the wisdom. And uh, I, hope you, I hope we all understand that as in a balance. Praise God. Ah, these are very interesting questions. Praise God. Uh, please feel free to ask your questions. Um, ah. How do I know? This is a question, I think question four now. How do I know when God is silent in a situation from when he's speaking, from when he's speaking, but I'm not hearing him? Note that I'm not living in sin and I'm sure I'm saved, born again Christian. So it's trying to, this person is trying to ask the question that how do I know when God is silent on the situation from when he's speaking, but I'm not hearing in the general, in the general, especially in the new covenant, God will always speak. God will always speak. He said, day unto day he uttered speech, night unto night he showed knowledge. God is uh, a speaking God. Praise God. Everything he does is by speaking. He calleth those things that be not as though they are. He wanted to give somebody wisdom. He said, wisdom is yours. He speaks. He speaks. That's how he does things. When he was creating the earth, how did he create the earth? He spoke to the earth. He spoke it out. So God is always speaking. Generally for us in the New Testament, is a fundamental belief that he's always speaking. When he's telling people to hearken to his voice, when he said from generation to generation, dispensation to dispensation, is my voice that will be the distinguishing so he's always speaking. Amen. Generally speaking, we believe that. That he's always speaking. 
Okay? Now, we cannot shy away with the fact that there are times God is silent, but not every time. Not every time. So when God is silent, perhaps one or two things, excuse me, one or two things God wants you to do when he's silent. The first is that perhaps you need to increase your knowledge on the subject matter. Increase your knowledge on the subject matter. He's not speaking to you because your knowledge level is too low. Do you get that? He said you will know, Hosea's 6.3, when you follow to know. You will know. How will you know? Yes, you can speak, you can hear, but you will need to follow to know. You have to go. The Bible says a man of knowledge increases strength. So you have to increase your knowledge on the subject matter. For example, marriage. You want to marry. You say God is not speaking. What do you know about marriage? What do you know about marriage? How many books have you read on marriage? Have you increased your knowledge base? Do you even know the purpose why you should marry? Or you think because you are of age, that is why you should marry? It's not for boys and girls. It's not an age factor. Praise God. So increase your knowledge base. That's the first thing. Increase your knowledge base on the subject matter. Then why is God silent on the issue? Sometimes it's not as if God is silent. It might be a warfare going on. It might be a warfare going on. I'll say, say that again. It might be a warfare going on. You remember, there was a man in the Bible called Daniel. Day one, the Bible says, when he prayed, asked God, inquired of God, God had already sent answers. But what happened to Daniel? The Bible says, the prince of Persia, we told, we told, the angel that was coming with the answer. So, and it was delayed for 21 days. But thank God for the angel, said from day one. So when did God speak back to Daniel? Day one. But how long was the delay of what God said since day one? 21. Why? Warfare was going on. So sometimes it could be as a result of resistance from the enemy. There was a time also Apostle Paul, because some people can say his Old Testament to Acoustic Pastor. Apostle Paul, he had received the call of God to go and preach the God gospel to the Gentiles. But he needed to hear the voice of God on where to go. So he tried. He tried one city. He didn't walk. Tried another city. He didn't walk. But he kept on praying. That's when he would say, brethren, pray for us. Apostle Paul was always asking for brethren to pray for them. Pray for us. Pray for us. Why? That the enemy will not hinder us. He would say, he went to some city. The enemy did hinder us. Pray for open doors for us. Part of what he's praying is that God to speak on the matter. 
So sometimes when you are in an environment that principalities and powers are ruling, you might not be able to hear the voice of God as you ought to. Praise God. So what do you do? You resist the devil. You resist. And we have seen that in the life of Apostle Paul. He resisted the enemy. He resisted. Then all of a sudden, he had a vision. He said, come to Macedonia and do what? And help us. He said, men and brethren, God will want us to go to Macedonia. Praise God. So sometimes it's as a result of the resistance of the enemy. Some people look at us as Christians. Why do you warfare? Why do you do this? But it's because of some of these things. Some of us on the line, I've asked you, how long ago have you done some spiritual warfare? Say, M M. That's not it. You've got to keep on keeping the atmosphere the way it ought to be. Praise God. So that the word of God can have a free course amongst us as the scripture says. Hallelujah. I hope you are getting something tonight. Amen. Okay, number six now. Or number five. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God and I need to make a decision on a particular stage of my life. Two decisions keep coming and they both are not against the scripture. How do I know which decision is from God and which one is from my mind? How do I know? She's saying that she has a decision to make. There are two options in the decision, but I believe the person is feeling one. Uh, the person is feeling one should be correct out of the two options. That one must be from God, then one can be from the mind. But the two are not against the scriptures, technically. That's what he said. Well, very sound and uh, a reality question. The way I would judge this, if this were an issue, is to pray more. Pray more. The Spirit will... Uh, these are the times where you need the umpire. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about the umpire. Who can remind me what the umpire is? I, I did a teaching on this, hearing the voice of God. What's the umpire? Let the peace of God, the peace of God that transcends all human understanding. This is where peace comes in. This is where peace comes in. Number two, the second check is to make sure that these decisions line up with the word of God. They must be scripture. They must be decisions that are in line with the scriptures. They must be in line with the scriptures. But this is where the peace umpire can come in. The peace of God. Let him be the umpire. The Bible says, let the peace rule over you. Okay? So that's how to take care of that. Um, the third one, or... Number seven now. You thought about how you must be able to hear God's voice. But the old prophet in the Bible who sinned against God by lying, he was also ex-anointed. <laughs> yet God still spoke through him and he had God. So who is qualified to hear God? Praise God. Every child of God is qualified to
to hear God, every child of God. Amen? Uh, uh, do, we, do we fail in hearing God? Yes. Uh, when the conditions of our heart, I taught, I taught us about four conditions of the heart. Is that not correct? That we should always keep our hearts in good conditions. And uh, if those conditions are not there, it's likely because we are not sensitive enough, we miss God on those occasions. Praise God. And uh, what we have encouraged ourselves to do is keep our hearts always in the right condition. We will always hear him if he's in the right condition. But if it's not in the right condition, what happened? Yes, we can lose the opportunity of hearing God. It's possible. But sometimes, even, we get to hear God despite those conditions being violated. But it is majorly at your risk if you do that. Praise God. Uh, somebody once asked me, said, what of if a believer sins? Will he make it to heaven? He sins and he dies. Will he make it to heaven? I said, has God made you judge? Praise God. The Bible says everyone in Christ is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. His nature is what makes him get to heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. But will he lose some of the benefits? He might. Praise God. So I hope uh, you got the question there. I mean, you got the answers to that. Praise God. Wow, our time is fast spent already. Jesus is Lord. Please, like I said, dropping your questions, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm going as fast as I can on these questions coming in. Don't worry, they are sending it to me as, as, the, as the day is going. Okay. Thank you, sir, for such an impactful series on the need to hear God every time. My first question is, do we need to hear God on everything or situation in life? Following that, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ, so we can make decisions without seeking him. Well, that's a point. Of course, in the journey of life, uh, it's not on every occasion that we we take out time to seek his face. I'm sure what you are going to eat for dinner tonight, you are not going to say you want to fast three days before you hear from heaven to know what you are going to eat in the dinner tonight. When you go three days, you have already missed tonight. No, that's not, um, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's not in the little, little details. God has given us a mind, he's given us, by reason of use, we have exercised our conscience, we've been able to know what's right, what's wrong, and so on and so forth. On major issues, this is the way I see it. There is the leading. You see, the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit 
are the sons of God. There is a leading. In the leading, there might not necessarily be a voice. Please, pay attention to this. There might not necessarily be a voice in the leading. The leading is like an intuition. The leading is like a yes, no, a go, a green light for go, a red light for stop, an amber line, light for wait. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sensitivity in the spirit is like guidance. It's a guide. You don't hear a voice necessarily. Necessarily, You say as many as are led through signals, inner witness, that is how you are led. So those ones is constant key. Make sure you are always led of God. Praise God. Make sure you are always led. You are about to take a decision. Let the leading of God, let the prompting of God be ahead of you. Hello? Now, on major decisions, of course, without compromise, on major decisions, please, as a child of God, let this be a rule for you. Hear God's voice. Train yourself, restrain yourself. Even when you know the answer, try and leave room for God's voice on the matter. It helps you. It helps you avoid many errors. So on the major issues, where will my child go to school? Try and hear God's voice. Amen? Because the people he meets or she meets in school or does not meet will go a long way to affect their destiny. Do you understand? So major issues. Okay, I want to change jobs. Is it the move of God for me? Praise God. Because I've seen people leave jobs and what God has prepared for them, another has come to eat it. Why is it that they were waiting for you to leave before they invited people to come and buy shares? And after they bought shares, they didn't even ask them to put their salary down. They just distributed shares to them. After two years, they decided to sell this company, and the shares has risen by over a thousand percent. Why was it then? This is a true life story. A friend of mine, this happened to a friend of mine. He lives in another country. He had a boss. Nobody believed in him, but he believed in his boss. Of course, the other guys moved to, it was an oil company. The guy was starting an oil company, and he had this incredible vision. He had this incredible vision. He was going to do stuff, but it, it looked crazy. You know, pioneers sometimes, they look very crazy. And uh, he stuck with this guy. Everybody thought he was a fool. But he asked God, do I leave? Of course, they were better offers. They were better. He said, no, stay here. Stay with this guy. At that time, he wasn't a top executive. He was a midline manager. And after a while, the man himself, the boss, came to him. He said, look, I can't afford keeping you again. There are better jobs out there. This thing is folding up. 
But he asked him only one question. Do you still believe in what you are doing? He said, yes, okay, we'll go. It doesn't matter. Why? He had God. Stay. Today is history. He's the vice president of that same oil company today. Because when the thing turned around, the man called him and said, you are going to be my number two guy. Loyalty. Now, the same people who left him, who thought he was a fool, you know, things have changed. Praise God. Things have changed. Totally changed. Praise God. So it's good to always hear God on a matter, on major decisions. Hear the voice of... Now, what kept him there was not the wind that was blowing. It wasn't the contrary wind. What kept him there was the voice of God. I had God. He said, I should stay. Even when the boss came to meet him that it's time for you to go, he said, no, God says stay. I will stay. Now the story is sweet. There were days the wife would ask him, what are we going to eat tomorrow? He said, no, God will provide. Really? You see, all those parts one said. But you see, he had the voice of God. Now the voice of God distinguished him. Today, he's smiling. Praise God. I can't go on and on. I'm sure this person is one of those who love us in this house too. Probably is even watching. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's, uh, let's uh, always endeavor to hear the voice of God. On major issues, hear the voice of God. You are buying a house, hear the voice of God. Which part of town? Hear it. It might, the deal may be good, the offer may be fantastic, but hear it. Is this the house God wants for you? If it's not, don't step a foot into it. Praise God. Business opportunities will come. Ask God. Praise God. Should I do this or not? Praise God. It's not every deal that is a bad deal, but the deal may not be for you. Ask God. Praise God. I hope you have been blessed on this. Uh, let me hear your comments on, the, on online so that we know that you are getting it or if you need uh, further explanation on any topic. Please, guys, send it my way. If further explanation is needed on any question, perhaps the person still wants us to stretch it in a direction. Most circumstances and peace accompany confirmation to hearing God's voice. It's not a must, but it's one of the ways that God confirms his voice. And it's good because the Bible says test all spirits. You want to be sure that what you are hearing is not a stranger's voice. The Bible says the voice of the Lord will beat down every manifestation of Assyria. The voice of God is superior to every voice of the enemy. Praise God. Now, you got to understand that every time God's voice shows up, especially in contrary situations, you need sometimes to confirm. You need to confirm, especially when you are not sure. Especially if it's not what you are thinking about. Sometimes God does that. You'll be going somewhere, you are not thinking of it, 
and God just speaks to you about something that is going to take place here and you need to take a move to benefit about what is about to take place here. You see, you want thinking of a place where it's totally strange, it just knocks you out. Then you put it in a pending file, like I thought the other day. Put it in a pending file. You are praying about it. Thank you, Lord. I believe it's you speaking to me about this situation. I receive wisdom. I receive knowledge. I receive... And all of a sudden, somebody comes to tell you the same thing that the Spirit of God told you about that particular thing. Then, you know, that's a circumstance of confirmation. It doesn't happen every time. It might be once a year, once in two years. But because it came on what you are not thinking about. So sometimes when that happens to you, our human nature tends to kick in. That, well, I wasn't thinking about this thing. Why is it coming? So, you, you, so in that moment, that is when God can give you divine assistance through circumstance, confirmation of circumstance, or it can give you also through uh, peace. By having peace that, well, I'm the one that I've, you know, you just have this peace of God on the inside. You are not troubled. You just know that the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding is prevailing over the situation. Praise God. And uh, I think this is the last question I'm going to take today. Uh, I think there are about three more questions. Let's see how far we can go. There has been a situation I thought I heard God's voice, but it fell apart. What do you suggest to regain my confidence and my clarity of hearing God's voice? Now, has, has that happened to people before? Yes. Where people thought it was God... And uh, it happened that the team failed. And uh, now, listen to me. Because something failed does not mean it's not God. All right? I'll repeat myself. That something failed does not mean it's not God. Praise God. Hello? That something failed does not mean. Is not God. So don't use the result of failure to judge that, oh, it's, it's not God because. But at the other hand, let's face it, if you missed it, maybe you didn't hear God, you thought it was God, you did not hear God well on the subject matter, and you failed, pick up yourself. Hello? A baby, have you seen anybody who said the first time he started walking, that was the same day he started running? And you know a lot of kids want to do that. Once they can take one, two, three steps, they want to now start running. Then they find out that ah, it's not like that. It takes a while. So yes, it's okay if you miss it. Praise God. And don't be shy to miss it. Sometimes you miss it before you get it. Hello? Don't be shy on that. It happens sometimes. You thought you heard God on a matter, you didn't hear it. Glory be to God. You pray more that you will hear God. Amen? And you hear it clearly. Praise God. So don't be afraid to make mistakes on it at all. Praise God.
And the Lord will bless you as you do that. Let's take just one more. For a young believer of for a young believer or if I'm struggling to hear God, can I ask a fellow believer to help me hear God on the matter? Uh, I would say I don't encourage it. It's not the best, but there are times people you have trusted, people you have absolute confidence in, perhaps you are not in the right frame of mind to pray about a subject matter. Uh, let me give you an example. Let's say you want something badly. You know you have converted this thing already. You are being honest to yourself, right? Perhaps it's a piece of washing machine or something. And you, you want it, you want it, you want it. You know, but you have a prompting in your spirit, man, to, to hear God on this matter. In decision, you want to buy something, maybe a, a piece of equipment. It can be a car. It can be something you do. But you know your flesh has entered it. You are covetous already on it, you know. And you want to be sincere and honest. Now, sometimes it's good you take a redrawal on that. And it's not that, oh, help me ask God. I think that is wrong. <laughs> you, say, you say, let us join me in believing God that I want to do his will on the matter. Even though, you know, the Bible says, confess your faults one to another. You confess your faults. I've converted this. I know I've crossed the line. And that's why I'm bringing you in to pray with me. Not go and pray about it for me. Uh, pray with me that this covetousness will not be a hindrance. God's will be done on it. And I'll hear. You understand what I'm saying? That is, you boycott the flesh on the matter. So that's acceptable. But asking somebody to hear God for you uh, is not, it's, it's abdicating responsibility. You are not taking up yourself as a responsible child of God. You can't ask your friend to go and help your parents ask money for your school fees or, you don't do that. You, you go directly, amen? <laughs> Praise God. You go directly. So, um, don't abdicate responsibility. Otherwise, you become an irresponsible child of God. You won't know God's voice on the matter. You want to marry, you go to the same person, help me hear God. You want to buy a house, help me hear God. You want to change jobs, help me hear God. So what of if now the thing goes wrong? You now call, brother, help me hear God. You didn't hear God on that. Praise God. Praise God. No, it's not right. Amen? Learn to always go to your father. Is your father. Hear from him at all times. Even when there seems to be reasons why you can't hear from him, pour yourself before him and let that be. Let that be so. Praise God. I believe it's been a wonderful time. Come on, let's appreciate Jesus one more time. Let's quickly appreciate Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. It has been a wonderful time. God bless you. Thank you for all those who poured in their questions. God bless you.
Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.